Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's guest is Scott Huntington, who is a friend of mine from many years ago, a friend of the podcast. He's been on the podcast before. He was back from Germany for a couple of weeks and so I snagged him for the podcast and we had a really fascinating discussion about what's going on in the world at the moment, uh, the rise of the right in Europe and um, left politics and the usefulness of discourse. I really enjoyed having the conversation. I hope you enjoy listening to it. I've had a couple of new Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. Uh, it's It really helps a lot. It helps me to pay for tea for my for my guests and it helps me to to host the podcast because the more listeners I have the more it costs to host so thank you you make it you make it not cost me a stack of money to run this thing and I appreciate it greatly I also wanted to address I'm not sure if this is a politic thing to do but I also wanted to do address somebody who sent me an email because they had to lower the amount that they pledge p- per month and they had some financial difficulties recently and had to lower their amount. That is 100% fine. The last thing I want is uh, for paying this podcast to be a burden or upsetting in any way. If you can't pay money for the podcast, it is still free. And uh, if you would like to still help me but don't feel like you can or want to give money, you can just um, tweet about it, tell a friend who you think would like it, Uh, Give me a five-star review on iTunes or uh, just enjoy listening to it. Although I do like hearing from you. Tweet me at at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or email me at alicerfraser at gmail.com if you want to chat. I'm always open to that. Thank you so much. I have gigs coming up all the time. Look at me on Twitter if if you want that stuff. And next year I will be at... Adelaide Festival, at Melbourne Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival, and in Edinburgh. So that's that. You're having tea with Alice. Okay. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully okay. Uh, hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's episode is with Scott Huntington, who is a... A game designer now? A is it oh, I'm, I'm a nothing. Musician, I'm nothing. A <laughs> sound engineer, a nothing. A, a little bit of nothing. A student, emigrant. An emigrant, an immigrant. <laughs> a expat, a, a, an inpat. <laughs> a, 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 a crossword designer. Did a bit of that for a bit. Yeah. A DJ. Did that a bit. Yeah. You're a, a polymath. Poly. I think the term is a polymath. A polymath. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a Pokemon. Meaning doing lots of different stuff, yeah. basically. Yeah. And a renaissance man. <laughs> They're good at things, though, aren't they? <laughs> You're good at things, too. Have you, have you been wrestling with any difficult ideas recently, or have you come up against any people with discussions this that you've is, this been... This is a big ideas show, isn't it? This is yeah, what we, this, this is, is what we talk about. This is what show. we talk about. We have tea, and then... You know, I introduce you to milk foam, and then. Yeah, well, that was the that was the big idea that you you tackled onto me recently. I had a, a, a tea, a what what do we call these? Bubble tea? Do we still call yeah. them bubble tea? Yeah, they're still called bubble tea. Bubble tea. I had a I had a bubble tea. I'm trying to get as much bubble tea in me as I can before I go back to my temporary permanent home in Germany. Because they, they don't, don't do, do bubble tea. They in do not Germany. do bubble tea over there. What have they got against Asians? Do you know what they? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what they're just starting to do, which blows my mind, is is um, yogurt shops. <laughs> that's oh, just that's starting how to far be they a, are behind. That's just starting to be a wow. thing. Wow. They've got their own type of yogurt called Quark, um, which they which they make. I don't sort for, of a for mild the, for cheese. The, for the listeners, maybe that's helpful to to know that I live in Germany. Yes. <laughs> that's the expat part of my jack of all trades. So uh, Scott and I were friends in university. Yeah. Uh, and then Scott followed love all the way over to Hamburg in yep. Germany. Yeah. And has been there for 10 years like an idiot. Like a... <laughs> 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 I get dragged wherever I am. So <laughs> if I'm here, my partner goes, Oi, dickhead, come back home. I'm sick of you being overseas. And then when I'm overseas, my friends are like, Yeah, hey, dickhead, <laughs> come back home. I don't yeah. know. I, I always say home wherever it, where I'm not, which is kind of a glass half empty way to look at things. But it's just like the way that my brain sort of. Yeah, that's interesting. I have a little bit of that myself because I have friends all over, mm. 
and you know I'm home in Sydney now but I'm going home to Melbourne mm. and mm. then I'll go to London which is not home but there'll be a place that there'll, I call home in London there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah that's a weird one I don't, I don't know I think it's if you if you spend 10 years of your life or if you spend a, a large portion of your life somewhere else you take whatever, wherever you are you take for granted and you miss wherever you're not so mm. maybe that is a positive thing maybe there's a glass half full thing but yeah home is Germany when I'm here and <laughs> and here when I'm not so if you think about it because I'm 11 months of the year in Germany home is here in yeah. Australia because <laughs> it is more than it's not but yeah we I'm, I'm drinking all the all the milky all the milky uh, iced tea with pearls that I can and you introduce me to milk foam which is not milk foam. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Good. We just got some. Uh, we just what we what we just bought is a tax for using this place as <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a recording studio. Uh, thank you to them. Um, thank you to our unnamed sponsor. To our unnamed sponsor. What are you? Mm. So what are you wrestling with? Mm. Other than the idea of home. Well. I guess the big thing. Any deeply unpopular ideas that you're finding yourself having to defend or quietly backing out of in social situations and refusing to comment? There's... It's not necessarily a deeply unpopular idea, but it's, a, it's an idea that I... that I feel I can't say, which is obviously also, you know, a reason why you do this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you, you say things that in a, in a safe environment not safe but like yeah a safe space for dangerous ideas yeah. is the idea mm. and I mean the thing is that if there's anything you say I'll edit it out that you don't want to stand by yeah, no, but no, also no. it's important to say things if you secretly believe them but have never aired them because sometimes when you lay them out into the air you see their weaknesses or their strengths you figure out better ways to say them I've often noticed that when well, what we're probably going to start talking about um often I've said it and then gone oh if I didn't know me or if if I wasn't aware of the amount of thought through you know certain things then it becomes quite on face value that sounds bad you know yeah 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 and that happens with a lot of a lot of the way way hear me out yeah exactly yeah 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 the firstly oh, what the what the hell yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not a nice thing to hear but I guess you know living in a post post it's not even post, is it? It's a post-election world. Everyone's talking about it being a post-Trump world, but we're not post-Trump yet. I mean, linguistically, we're, we're pre-Trump still, aren't we? Yeah. Well, post... It's imminent, but it's... Post-Trumpism, or the rise of Trumpism, or Nazis, post the rise. as we call yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. We're post the rise. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in mid-Trumpism, mid is what we are, unfortunately. Well, it hasn't even kicked off yet, and... And we don't even know what's going to happen. There's been so many. There's been so many backflips and so many pushbacks. But I guess what I don't know. The thing that's made me, I've been I've been weaning myself off social media because I'm finding it's a wholly, a wholly unuseful place to be. Um, a totally un not uninteresting. It's interesting to see reactions. It's interesting to see how people, how people when they feel backed into a corner or when they feel angry that they get louder generally you know that's that whole yeah poor dog syndrome they that you know they bark louder in there but that it's just because they're poor or deprived of their way you know mm. seeing a lot of it on facebook and obviously you know left bubble all that sort of stuff i don't see i don't see pro-trump things i don't see even centrist things necessarily but what i'm seeing is a lot of anger obviously and a lot of people being upset and that's fair and I'm upset <laughs> and, and I'm sure you're upset and everyone's upset but I just don't see any use in screaming into it's weird because I don't mind on the one side like do it if that's what if that's what you think is helpful for you but I don't think it's helpful for the bigger picture at all. What I think is that it gives you the illusion of having acted yeah. in a way that's really dangerous. Yeah. You feel a thing and you feel this, something must be done. I have to do something. Mm. And you do 
literally the least you can yep. possibly do. You express your opinion. And it it's a valve that lets off the the excess of emotion that you're totally. feeling. Yeah. And that's good. That makes you feel good. Mm. But the the impact that it has it's a baby, not a bird. Um, <laughs> it could be a baby bird. The impact that it has on the real world is so oblique. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know how uh, some shops give you points per dollar you spend? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's like that. You're, you're getting points. You're collecting nothing. Yeah. And they're so, and you feel like you're collecting dollars and then you look at how many points there are to a dollar and yeah. the dollar means, you know, and real world impact. Yeah, yeah, the illusion you have, of what you you've need done. $500,000 to make one of these points and then you buy a shitty tacky mm. plastic bracelet <laughs> I'm talking about time zone is what I'm talking about <laughs> that, old, that old chestnut that hasn't been around for 10 years <laughs> possibly for that reason bad ideas die but the 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 amount of people I've seen saying I've noticed that dot 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 a lot of my friends or even naming naming you know, white men or or Americans or whatever. I noticed that these people have been very quiet recently on Facebook. You've got nothing to say or now's the time to speak up. And it's like... But equally when they speak up, they say, don't marginalise other people's voices. Oh, white men, you always have an opinion on everything. You're not the people whose problem this will be, etc., etc. You can't get it. But you it's not even, win. It's not even that. It's just the fact that, like, that person might not be posting on Facebook. You know, this is purely hypothetical, but that person might not be posting on Facebook because they're out there helping people. Yes. Or they might not be posting on Facebook because they don't like posting things on Facebook. It's, it's, not a, it's not a duty. It's become this sort of... There's a lot of social pressure to express yourself. In your staff. A duty to express yourself on these platforms. And I have, I have a bunch of friends that just don't have Facebook. Are they worse are they is that does that become an exception to the rule what about people yeah what about what about parents what also the demand that and you see it i mean particularly with uh muslim communities the demand that you express your stance tell me your position Mm. on this Mm. like to me that really nastily smacks of those 1930s movies you know like said in the 1930s like show me your papers mm. tell me where you stand mm. Mm. what badge are you wearing fuck yeah. you yeah. <laughs> like part of living in like for us in this kind of British like part of the great thing that the British Empire did was mean that men and women mm. mostly men at that time had the right to privacy mm. so there was you know no don't show me your, you know, show me your papers fuck off mm. I don't have to show you anything let me come into your house and look in your house. Do you have a warrant? And I wonder why like, people want other people to know, like a demand to see people speak up. I think part of it comes from this other thing which I've been seeing, which I, which I don't like, and I think it's inconducive to... I was saying this to you the other day. We had a conversation about this the other day, and I was saying that it's... It's when I get angry at angry at millennials, even though I, you know, I'm probably squarely a millennial myself. It's he it's says this, wearing his man bun. Yeah, yeah, my man with my, his and one my, and my earring ear. and my yeah. yeah, my painted fingernails. Um, you rolled up t-shirt sleeves. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You're a beautiful man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, no, just that. that that there's, it, there's a weird a weird laziness that's that's permeating that I'm seeing and it's this this thing about um, you know tell me what your position is because I will block you if it's offensive to me or if it's wrong to me or if it's not the if it's not the right thing um, and if not you can stay and yeah. and we're we're drawing lines and we're we're marking off our camps but if you it's an exclusionary thing it's saying you can't be in my club I'm in my club my ideas are right your ideas are wrong and and your ideas are you, the things that you believe are inherent to your identity rather than a matter of mm, mm. thoughts you know they're just th- beliefs are just thoughts and mm. you can change the thinking if you engage with someone but if you say if you think this you are 
X, Y, Z. And that's sort of true in some ways. Like if you think white people are superior to black people, you're a white yep. supremacist yep, that's, and a Nazi. That, that can't be explained in any other way. But you, that's not all that you are. That's not your entire humanity. And if you just, if someone goes, well, I read this paper and it sounds really convincing and mm. I think white people are better than black people. Mm. I met a guy once who was uh, homeless and he was black. So mm. if you go block to get out of my life or, you know, do the research, come to my conclusions and then come to me. Yeah. What if you're the top, you know, uh, climate change scientist and have published thousands and thousands of papers on on. on actual beneficial ways that you that you know that people can save the world and you've you've done activism for it and also you uh, hate gays <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and then so then it you doesn't go, one thing doesn't discredit the other you know yeah so um, then you go well let's talk about why you believe those things it doesn't necessarily make I you send you other proof and yeah. you know can we if anything but convincing just that's complicate your ideas yeah yeah that's but all and, I want. and 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 a, oversimplification is always it always makes things easier and always makes things, you know, you're my friend, you're not my friend. You're a you're completely woke or you're somewhat not and therefore in the into the bin with you. Yeah. And there's a it's kind of it's a sledgehammer approach and it's never been how life is. It's never been how, you know, things are. Um, this 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 millennial laziness, and again I'm saying this with, you know, probably all the all the irony that it deserves. Um, of you know people people have been fighting for gay rights people have been fighting for women's rights people have been fighting for 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 you know black people right to vote and, and, and just everyone that's sort of down on the social ladder have been convincing people to climb up yeah convincing people that we're not the devil and we're not going to turn your kids you know we've still got a lot of convincing to do but that's how you change minds. You convince. You don't sit there and say, work it out for yourself. Until then, go away. Fuck off. You're a racist. You're yeah, a thing. Yeah, the work Calling it out for yourself names. is such a fallacy. The idea that your understanding of the world is downhill. Go that, on. What do you that, mean? So that... That the, the, it's the natural end of humanity, the natural progress of humanity oh, yeah, is yeah, towards yeah, yeah. Yeah. this. And mm. so you don't actually have to do the work mm. as a gay person or as an oppressed minority or as an ally of the oppressed. Mm. Everyone will come to you eventually. It's a scientific naturally, mistake as well. And that they'll be able to see, you know, for themselves if they come across the truth, that they will mm. recognise it as the truth because it will appeal to some... People don't have a sensor for the truth. They only have communication. That's all we have. Also, you think that, like, this is this, you know, this this sort of. It's it's a it's a cause. What do they call it? Like a causation correlation, where you where you where you see evidence and you go, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we've seen that, you know, women have more rights than they did a hundred years ago. We see that gay people, you know, in some parts of town can hold hands in the street and not get, you know bashed or, or, or a name called you see that interracial couples can have kids and, and they don't get like jeered at or, or, or stared Run at in the town, streets yeah. yeah we're seeing that we're seeing that progress and I think it's a very easy mistake to make that that's an inevitable thing that will happen yeah a lot of people did a lot of hard work and did a lot of communicating and a lot of patient talking communicating with the people that 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 were against that and like the, that, that whole thing about the, um, the Irish, the fact that Irish, uh, the Irish Parliament brought through gay marriage, that was a consultative process. Consultative? Sure. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while a while since, since you spoke English. English. <laughs> it's been, it, was, it was this... Um, process of consultation. Yeah, so what they did was they got a whole bunch of... It wasn't done through Parliament. It wasn't done through electoral means. They, they drew lots, basically, like jury duty. They mm. drew lots... And they said, these 10,000 people have been drawn. You have to... Uh, do you want to take part in this thing? You guys are going to make this law happen or not? Not not people that were elected. We're doing it like, you know, old school Greek kind of stuff. Yeah. And then from then, from them, everyone that actually wanted to do this put their hand up. And then out of those people, they did another random draw. Yeah. So you get people that are, that are 
motivated and interested in doing it, which I'm sure involves, if you do a random draw in, in, in Catholic Ireland, you're going to get a lot of people that are against it, but you're probably also going to get a lot of, you know, young people, uh, university educated people, queer people as well. If that it's might a truly random selection, you'll get, you'll get some everyone. of everyone. Yeah. And then out of the people that are interested, you end up getting a, a, a if, you, if you draw the net wide enough, you're going to get a, a fairly stable selection of all that sort of stuff. And then they had to get, come together and they had to talk to each other. And there were experts and there were moderators and all this sort of stuff. But bringing people together to talk and consult and work it out, including the, including the homophobes, including the old school Catholic people that think it's a sin and think you're going to hell. Mm. If you go, that makes you a sexist, fuck off. Or, sorry, homophobe. Go away. Catch up, you're on the wrong side of history. Yeah, etc. blah, blah, blah. If you don't engage those people, they're going to keep thinking those thoughts. And what happened? It got through. And it got through with like a, I think it was like a clear majority. I think you needed, they would have needed 60% yeah. and they even got something like 85. Like it was, it was so big. And it was because these people were like, check me out. And it was like appellative. It was, hey, it wasn't, I wasn't sh- shouting you down. You don't, you don't convince kids, you don't convince people to, to, to come onto your team with, with turning your back to them. Yeah. I don't know. I just I find it's a really strange thing and I'm seeing more and more of it. And I understand that people are sick and tired of being catcalled in the street if you're a woman. I see I see that, you know, I'm sick. I, I still get it. You know, I'm 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 a homosexual gentleman and I I I get jeered at when I hold hands with my partner in in Germany, in Hamburg, in a, in a fairly open in a very open, you know, in, if we're talking about <laughs> in scale in terms of the rest of the world, a very very open city to gays. But I still get it, you know, drunk, late at night. Someone goes, hur, 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 hur. Yeah. check it out. Um, multiple times. And I don't want to interact with that person, obviously. I don't want to have a half-hour conversation because in the moment, you're offended and you're annoyed. But that's not where the middle of the country is. And I think with the whole Trump thing, saying if you voted if, for him, you're a racist, person, there's no alternative. Take that person onto your Facebook feed yeah. or take them into your classroom where they're not just a passing moment of, ugh, mm. you know. Mm. If, if there is a forum and you, you know, say, say you get catcalled by someone, you go into work the next day and they're the new hire. Yeah. And you go, hey, mate, you yeah. shouted at me in the street the other day. Mm. What was that about? Mm. Like, then you have a conversation. If he comes in, you're like, that's the guy who shouted at me in the street the other day. Mm. I'm out of here. Put me on a different floor. Don't hire him. Yeah. Like, get him out of here. Yeah, I don't yeah. want it any... Then he's never going to know why what he did was wrong. Mm. Because most likely what he did was a moment of showing off to his friends, mm. exuberance, probably not even to the level of disgust. It was like when you're running down the street and some idiot goes, run faster, Forrest. And yeah, you're yeah. like... Eh, participating like yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah. it probably wasn't maliciously driven and to say or, it, or the malice of it was so low grade and unthinking it was careless mm. and some of it is actually desperately malicious but mm. totally, assume, totally assume that's always the in likelihood there. that's always in there that there's yeah. somewhere if it's just a person doing a thing mm. then to say you know this kind of catcalling dehumanizes gay people and gay people get killed all the time because of dehumanization. So by catcalling, you're basically killing someone. Yeah. <laughs> and you as a white man are responsible for all of the problems of the world. So you don't get to defend yourself here. You just need to shut up and sit down and get on the right side of history. Yeah. It's not making friends. It's not. And I understand why people are impatient. I get it. But also, um, a lot of people our age have not endured we're sick of it you know this whole we're sick and tired we're we're not going to stand for it anymore no more sexism no more racism we're stopping all of it now but you're stopping effectively none of it because a you're cutting yourself off from it it still exists you have the in in some cases you have the immense privilege to surround yourself by people that are right on. Mm. What about if you're... Yeah, you know, you're like, I want to have a more interesting what argument. What if you're in the town or in the relationship or, or in, the, in, in the situation where you don't have that option to de-block your husband, for example? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to then communicate with these people. So they come from the privilege of being, a, being able to, to shut that off. I could hold myself up in a 
gay in, maker. A, in a in a gay little you know community, and and I'd, and I'd be I'd be basically fine. And p- sometimes I want to do that. Sometimes part of me goes, "Ugh, let's just get out of this part of town." You know, there's a whole bunch of uh, you know working class immigrants where I'm in in the in the part of town that I'm from, and that that's a clash. You know that that happens, and and I want to. Part of me sometimes just wants to go. Oh, let's go to everyone the King's get Cross lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone go away, but it's not. It, it doesn't do anything at all. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not useful. And you haven't experienced this for 40 years, 50 years. Yeah. And the people that did, those are the people that have... I've done nothing for gay rights, you know. Um, posting something on Facebook is not... I think in it's not doing anything for gay rights. This is an old thing, and people don't really say it anymore. But it was something I think it's relatively instructive. If you think of a crowd and the problems of crowds are becoming mobs, crowds have mm. the in, the collective. I think it might be a Terry Pratchett thing. So okay. the collective intelligence of the stupidest person in the crowd. Mm, okay. People as on mass. Mm. The hive mind sort of thing. Are borderline mentally deficient. <laughs> Sure. Because if everybody is abdicating the responsibility for seriously considering what's going on and they're just moving with the crowd. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. Then it's you have the, the intelligence of an organism rather than a collection of individuals. It's like if I'm giving directions driving, I am quite good. But if I'm the driver, I'm yeah. not actually paying attention to where I'm going. Yeah. And so, and so... Like, I get why you want to have more interesting discussions than we've been having. We've been having these slow, incremental discussions. But look at the beginning of feminism. The rights that women were fighting for then are not the rights that women are fighting for Mm. now. Mm. We have moved, but it's slow because people en masse are slow to move. And there's a a huge difference between not standing for something Mm. and ignoring it. (laughs) Mm. So... Someone says something sexist. Someone says something racist. You don't... You can say, this is unacceptable. Yep. And you cannot stand for it. And you can even react in a way that's not saying, this is unacceptable in a calm, you know, in a calm yeah, voice. Yeah. You, can, you can call it out. Um, calling it out and running away. Calling it out and holding yourself off from it. Is... It's th- these are the people that 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 ha- that have the highest moral ground in this situation, because they say, "Look, I'm. It's it's easy. It's clean. It's cut off. I have no, I have no difficult or compromised situations because it's always everyone that I know, everyone that I'm friends with. You know, I'm not." somehow supporting racism by having a friend that is not completely woke on this issue. Yeah. And it it's it's And then the other problem is that by refusing to address the sort of ignorant middle if you, and also by shutting them down it by keeps saying you, from winning. Yeah. you don't get to have this conversation, you don't mm. get to have an opinion on this mm. or you know how could you possibly understand this experience? A part of what people are really good at is imaginative empathy. It's one of the things that humanity can do. What's that? Imaginative empathy. Empathy, oh, I can imagine how that feels. Like you can't experience someone else's experience, but going, you could never understand what I'm going through. Mm, mm. Like what about the whole of human history and art? Mm. That's about understanding other people's stuff. Like we're good at that. Not perfect, but maybe you can like share that mm. and to say you could never understand, you can't address this, you can't be part of this conversation means the only people having the conversation are the people whose problem it is, the people who are afraid and angry, mm. and they're not always the most rational people, yeah. and the people who don't give a fuck whether you let them have the conversation, and they're the people who are like dangerous and angry. Well, so you have yeah. a- afraid and angry talking to dangerous and angry. And the whole empathy thing, you're saying it's... You're saying it's a, it's a good thing. It's something that people are good at. And I'm noticing a shift away from being allowed to empathize and being able to um, because as a man, don't speak for me or don't speak. So you were saying before, like, what's the, what's the idea? What's the dangerous idea that you're not allowed to, you know, that you're not allowed to say or you're not allowed to, 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 talk, to talk about? 
Um, I, I do, I, I'm aware that it's not exactly the same experience, but I do draw parallels between, you know, the history of gay rights and the history of women's rights and the history of racial rights. And I try to find common ground and understand, but I do, I have noticed that I don't post about women's issues and I don't post about race. You know, if I, if I am sharing something I find interesting, I, I generally don't post at all, but, but, but I don't share these ideas because I feel that they're not mine to share. And that's a terrible thing because, um, yes, leave feminism to women. But th- th- that's also another thing that I found. No, quite don't leave feminism to women. No, no, but that's, 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 what I'm, that's what I'm seeing a lot of recently. I'm seeing a lot of, you can be an ally, but shut up. Again, it's shut up. Yeah. And let us, let us, don't take over feminism for us. You've, you've, you know, you've taken it over um, the whole time. But again, it's an indiscrepancy to see um, when someone is not trying to muscle in on your on your conversation, but is just generally people feel pushed away. Yeah. People feel, well, and again, I think their response would be, "Oh, didums, you're hurting a man's feelings. Oh, it's been like that forever." Um, keep doing that enough. You, again, what, you want to well, win elections. Well, I mean, you want to. You the wanna, reality you of the actually, situation. You want to have most people on your side. <laughs> yeah, like take away your assumption that your view of the world, that equality is natural and will happen mm. no matter what. If yeah. you take that away, the reality of human nature is that nobody willingly gives up power. Yeah. Nobody just goes, oh, I can see that I have power and someone else doesn't have power. I'll give them power. Mm. It's fought for. There's nothing stopping you from going to Africa and giving all of your money to an African child, Mm. organizing a visa for them, and you live in their mud hut while they live in your house. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that, and you have not done that. No. And on a smaller scale, very few people are doing anything like that. Mm. At no point in human history have has anyone <coughs> willingly, uh, any one group willingly ceded that kind of power sure. just n- out of naturally understanding that they that equality is better. Mm. People have to because fight they've evolved for it. to that point yeah. and have gone. Yeah, I mean, one of the most extraordinary people in history is George Washington, because he said two terms is enough. He was the king mm. of America. Mm. He was the first king of America, mm. and he said, don't call me your majesty, call me Mr. President, mm. and I'm going to go and be a citizen. Yeah. I'm going to do this for eight years, and I'm going to go be a citizen. You guys sort it out. He had slaves too, didn't he? Yeah. See? So but he was a got, good man. No, no, but yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. You've got and someone I'm, that's done lots of, lots of good and interesting and, you, and know, you know. The best scientific evidence at that time, if you were listening to the experts in the field, <laughs> was that black people were an inferior race. Skull shape, phrenology, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and, and if you were an educated, empathetic, interesting person, you would probably treat your slaves well. Right. It's not natural to look at someone who's different to you and go, oh, they're the same as me. Mm. It's just not. Yeah, no, no. no. And we, a, a lot of human civilization is rising above nature. You know, women are physically weaker than men, but that doesn't bother us anymore because we have lifts and guns and police. Yeah. You know, I can walk down the street alone at night because police exist. Yeah. That's the reality of my situation. I am dependent on the structures of civilization for mm. my power. And that's not a that's not an evolution. That's a well, it's not a natural evolution, is it? It's it's a thinking. Yeah, it's something evolution. that we've come, you know, I always talk about the history of feminism mm. as being a technologically driven history. So, mm. for most of human history, mm. whether naturally or not, women were doing the vast majority of work that was 100% necessary to keep people alive. Sure. It took hours to get food. It took hours to cook food. Yep. It took hours to make clothes, to wash clothes, to keep things clean so people wouldn't die of yeah, disease. Yeah. Yeah, 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 to carry took, water, to, to you know, bathe. It took yeah. energy to make and bring up children if mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. and, and you know some of them would die and all of this stuff. Yeah. Most of your time would have been spent in physical labor. Sure. You didn't have time to be equal, even though you were necessary and respected as necessary, I think. Yeah. 
and in return, that guy wouldn't kill you because you had a guy who'd kill him. Yeah. So the the fundamental necessity of life was that bargain, mm-hmm. which was that men could fight and had the inclination to fight and have those all those hormones and everything, and they have the physical strength, and they do they can do I mean later on agrarian agriculture stuff, but they could also kill animals. Yeah. And I'm sure there were some women who were hunters and some men who were weavers. That's always sure. there's always been outliers, but let's just talk about you know normative yeah. rather yeah, than yeah, prescriptive. Yeah. So it wasn't until you got the industrial loom, washing machines, sewing machines, that women had time to begin to realise, other than, you know, wealthy women who were, again, always Mm. outliers, to realise that they could be as smart as men. Well, it gave them the time to think. Yeah, just the time to go, oh, well, wait a minute, I'd like some respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than like, oh, thanks for not letting that dude kill me and yep. please don't hit me too hard. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and so, you, you know, you, ca- you can't just thank men who gave up their power or women who fought for those rights. You're also just thanking people who invented the washing machine. Mm. And I'm sure they didn't think that that was what they were doing at the time, that they were going to, you know, I'm going to invent this machine that makes washing clothes easier. Mm. In a hundred years, there'll be women who are running multi-billion-dollar companies. Then you've got two hours to read a book instead of, yeah. uh, you know, you finish all your housework and then you start, you know, you go, oh, what can I do now? You know, because I guess at that stage, even in the early days of that, the social side of things hadn't progressed. So it was just a time saver more than a, and now you can work. Yeah. Or, and now you can, you know, by work, I mean, yeah. you know, do other get, things. get into the career ladder or whatever. Well, and then there was that sort of that very weird little moment in history where the war happened, the world wars, and women got into the workplace because things needed to be done. Mm, mm. And there was just enough, there was just enough mechanization that some of the tasks could be left to machines and that you could have labor saving in that way. Mm. And men were gone for long enough and enough men came back damaged enough that women had to work. Still, yeah. And then they were like, well, I can do the job. There's nothing stopping me. Mm. I find it interesting that in... Um, so my partner's parents are from Hungary. And his mother always knew work. But from her childhood. So her grandmother was always working. Her mother was always working. It's this very Soviet thing of... of no, no, there's no roles here. I mean, you know, mother must <laughs> birth child. but But apart from that... Um, you're all labor. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not romantic, but it's uh, equal. Yeah. And that that there's a sort of a, a perspective that you're always you're all equally subservient to the ideology of the state. Exactly. Um, which, you know, is that is that progress? Is that does is that the does that one step towards the logical conclusion of it's 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 it doesn't have to go in one direction as well. Like there's there's many ways to get to the goal if we're seeing equality as the goal, and that's what I think. You know, we should. I think equality is the goal, but to pretend that it's the natural end point of evolution is yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's the goal that I think, with Don't, our empathetic you imagination, can't coast there. Yeah. yeah. With your empathetic imagination, you would like to imagine that if you were someone else, you could have the opportunities that you have. Yeah. And we, that, that idea exists because I can imagine being you or I could imagine being someone else. Mm. I won't have it 100% right, but I can do that and I can go, okay, so the goal isn't just to enrich myself, it's to create a world where other people can have good things and nice things and not die and not, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I mean, if the chips fall which they're doing now like the gap between rich and poor is widening what side of that gap do you want to be on well I think everyone wants to be on the yeah and that's not you know that's not a great thing to think about I'm going to be very interested in the election next year Um, France and Germany both have general elections next year oh (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, th- this this is going to be a very interesting thing because Germany is, at the moment, still bucking the trend. 
People yeah. don't know this. They think Angela Merkel is this, this you know, very small L, liberal, open, you know, fantastic, generous, you know, person. Um, and she is. Not saying, not saying that there's, there, there can be a limit. I mean, this, is, this has changed since, since but there was a, a phase where she was saying, they were saying, what's the cap? Where, when are we going to stop letting these people in? And she said, well, no. Nev- I mean, not if... <laughs> why, is, why is the person that escaped 24 hours after, um, you know... Less deserving of a life in Germany. Yeah. Or, or temporary refuge, at least, right? Mm. Like, not letting someone in is, is, was for her unthinkable. And people look to that as sort of the you know left left wing people have the the wet dream of being like oh if the you know if the world was like that it would be pissed. she was she's on the conservative party <laughs> yeah she's on the conservative side of politics she thinks that um a marriage is between a man and a woman and but so 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 what do you do there like <laughs> again we we're, we're talking of everything everything is more complicated than being able to say yes or no to one person because of something they do and and also i don't believe in unlimited immigration like there's my difficult idea go on i think a lot of people on the left wing particularly in australia mm. they're quite pleased that we have closed borders but and then they get it. to be mm completely clean-handed and not have anything practical and they can just be on the right and feel like they're right and feel good. Mm. The reality of the situation is that Australia is lovely because we have many resources and few people. It's not inherent in the soil like that people in Australia... You know, are generally like slightly racist, but we'll give other people a fair go, and that we have this kind of egalitarian mateship thing, and that mm. we pretty much respect women, and you know, all of this stuff that we let people have an opportunity, and that you know, things shouldn't be too expensive for people to afford, and people shouldn't starve to death in the streets, and healthcare should be accessible. All that yep. stuff yep. is doesn't come out of the air of Australia; mm. it comes out of the people who are in Australia. So if you let everybody in then there's not Australia as we know it anymore it's not that they come here as many of them as want can have a townhouse in Glebe yeah that's not how maths works yeah so if you as a very left person goes open the borders completely let anybody who wants to come in in yeah there's nothing different between us and Bangladesh there's nothing different we're not better. There's just fewer of us in more space. Don't know. I hugely agree with it. I so think. Say we had I think there are differences. I think the difference. Again, it's not just let them in. It's why, for how long? Yeah. Until your war subsides, and then go home. If you're fleeing bombs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then surely temporary arrangements can be made. Temporary humanitarian arrangements can be made. Yeah, um, but tens of millions of people are on the move now for the first time in recorded human well, history. Well, that's what that's what the EU's all been trying to do. Is been trying to split these people up, in, and that's where you're getting these these big these big divides, this big EU hate from from you know the Visegrad countries like like Hungary and Poland that are saying we want none, thank you, and yeah, we. You and can't so the tell rea- us what to do. The you know? reality is that to keep everybody out is wrong, morally wrong. Mm. But where is the limit? I think the uh, other question is what happens when you, like, what are the consequences of your actions? So you're, you're talking about what happens when you let people in. We don't have enough resources for too many people. But what happens if you don't let people in? Then they go, so either they, they die because yeah. they don't get let in and go back and then, you know, are caught and executed or whatever. Yeah. Or you breed a huge amount of resentment in those countries and these people get, as we've seen so many times, get, you know, ex- extremized and, and turned into, uh, turned into uh, extremists themselves. Or you get them hanging on the edge. I mean, you know, Australia doesn't have this problem, but you have them hanging on the edges of the EU, which, are, which financially drives everybody down 
at the end of the day. You've made this agreement, you've made this arrangement to all be in one team, to all be in one boat, and that's done. Mm. You've got that already. That exists. And you've got these problem countries, partially because of where they are, partially because of, you know, the fact that you say, let's all be one team, but then you give them all basically most of the control so you can let, you know, <laughs> you can't say don't fuck up. Um, but you can say that, but if they do, then they do. <laughs> yeah. And there's not much you can do about it. Um, also, you can then so impose... So we're talking about the EU here rather than Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, where, that's where Australia differs. Um, all, all, all Australia, Australia can basically make, make their decision on how many people they want to let in uh, themselves and only have themselves as a consequence, So, which is why... Yeah. Which is why there's no repercussions for, for what we're doing now, which is... Yeah, know. but both Liberal and Labor have this really strong exclusion policy. If people in Australia, if as many people in Australia really wanted to be open and generous, mm. as they're saying on Facebook, mm. we would have more people in here now. And the reality is that most people don't really want to think about how messy that will be. Mm. And they don't want to be the one to say, well, we'll let in only this many people because where do you stop? Who yeah. deserves that? You have to be that person. If you're the person in charge, mm. you have to be the one who goes, end of the line is here. Sorry, mate. Next bus will come along in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like you have to be that yeah. person yeah. if you take responsibility for that. It's much easier to just shout at daddy. Mm. It's not fair, you know? Mm. Well, I'm seeing that on the other side of politics too. If we're going to... That to, to be fair, there's there's a whole there's a whole lot of right wing dissent, which is also why we're a little scared <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, and these people are saying, you know, when we let these people in, this and this is going to happen. This will happen. Yeah. And it's all these horror scenarios, and because we have a smaller liberal person in 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 power in in both France and and, and Germany at the moment, the shouting at daddy, as you put it, is people going this is going to happen this is going to happen this is awful uh, without offering any plan as to exactly as, as to what to do with these people if you don't let them in yeah they <laughs> still and they say exist. well it's not, our, it's not our responsibility okay There's well then you know the IS also them. exists and you're pretty angry about that yeah that's inaction that's if based on a power vacuum that's based on if 10 million people decide they want to come through one door you're not going to keep them out well you can you can, that's what I mean you're yeah. not going to be able to yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have to be careful with that as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's terrifying, man. The mm. whole thing is terrifying. But equally, I think there's this part of the desire of the left wing to keep themselves morally pure and on the right side of the argument means that they neglect to address reality. They refuse to even discuss it or com contemplate it. Well, and yeah, and because of because of friendship circles and stuff, and because of this whole what I was saying before about about social media. When people are complaining, when I see people complaining on face, on social media, they're not complaining about right wing people. They're not complaining about anyone they've seen post a pro Trump thing or post a, a Breitbart article or anything like that. That's not what they're complaining about. They're complaining about other people in the left, and to say you're doing left wrong be this kind of left is infighting mm. it's what we saw lose the Australian you know the, the Australian Labour Party uh, their power um, because they were talking about how to do the left right and in, and, and, and in the meantime the Conservatives were like well we're one front we, we have less of an issue with <laughs> with our with our moral scale like we're willing to be a bit more slidey on that um and, and you're seeing it everywhere. The, the, it's, it's, we just need to get our shit together, essentially, and, and present a united, united front. And if, if that's at the cost of a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit of... Uh, it's a fear of doing it wrong, I think. So of the fear of action. So you s stick with discussion. It's the Hamlet problem. Yeah. So you stick with contemplating the issues to be or not to be, mm. rather than actually getting something, doing something, which will inevitably be not right. I mean, it's always, action is always gonna be complex and mm. uh, 
you know, messy and you, like you, the people who did the stolen generation thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, obviously there were huge abuses of power and so on and so forth. Sure. But and they, they convinced themselves of it. Even if they might not have thought that, they convinced themselves and they convinced others. Yeah. And so a lot of the people who were acting thought they were doing the right thing. Mm. And so we've become afraid as, as the left wing mm. of doing anything. <laughs> There's nothing stopping anyone now in Australia who believes in the rights of refugees taking a refugee family into their home. My friend Jared McKenna's done it. Mm. You can do it. You can just go, oh, you go to a refugee help centre, someone comes in looking for accommodation, you go, hey, I've got a couch, come yep. and stay in my house for three months until you get your feet on. There's yeah. nothing stopping people yeah. from doing that mm. at all. Yeah. So... Until you've done that, I don't think you have the high ground. That's that's essentially what's shitting me. <laughs> and then you know, and then you have a microcosm of the actual problem, which is you can take one family into your house, but how many can you take? How many wheat bix can you buy? Yeah. How many wheat bix are you obligated to buy? And then you have to deal with reality and not just religion yeah you know the religion of open to everyone everyone come in rather than the reality of well okay we're all going to give up 20 percent of our of our comfort mm. our things will be more expensive or, or you know it'll be harder to live and you know my kid might not go to such a good school but i'm willing to give up 20 percent or 30 percent of my comfort or five percent mm. of my mm. to actually make that decision and know that someone will be hurt by that decision that you can't help everyone. Mm. People almost prefer to help no one. It's it's fairer in a way. It's fairer <laughs> to just make the noise and yeah. be generally on the side of right than to be dirty. And also you're saying I'm giving up 20% of my income, I'm giving someone my couch. So many people don't have a couch to give up. So many people don't have the time to be able to say, hang around, we'll go out to dinner together, you know? Mm. And these are the people that when they're told, do that, do that because that's the right thing to do, they go, you can't take that away from me as well. Yeah. I don't have anything to give. <laughs> yeah. And there are many, many, many people that don't have anything to give. Yeah. And, that's, and those are people that and are in the country. The and these people, are, these people are being shut down and these are the people that are secretly voting for, even, you know, there was a huge, they didn't expect that. They didn't expect that Trump was going to win. Yeah, because people, they, a lot of people, people knew it was the wrong they were, yeah, well, they were being to told watch. it was the wrong thing to do, but they felt like they wanted it. And because they were silenced, they weren't able to have a, a discussion about why, why, why other people saw it as the wrong thing to do. Yeah, and objectively, you might have privilege. Objectively, oh, you've got a TV, you've got a phone. Hmm. You have running water and clean food. These people don't have that. You should give up some of your, okay, give up your phone. Hmm. Uh, give up your TV, maybe, maybe give up. What do I have? Then? Some of your water. Mm. Yeah, no, people you can survive on less water. Yeah. Take a shorter shower. Mm. Give up your car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of this stuff is the reality of these trade-offs that governments are making, and uh. people are refusing to really think through. Mm. And again, on the other side, is to shut all the doors, keep everyone out. There's no but these are the, these clean answers. This is easy, right? Yeah. Let everyone in, let no one in. It ignores It ignores a, a, a big portion of what Yeah, what the reality is in these situations. I don't know. Yeah. Well this is the thing. Okay. Say say this is gonna split between elites and lower class, like as the majority of human history has been ar aristocracy and peasantry. Yeah, and the plebs, yeah. Would you be in the elite with the being the first with your back up against the wall when the revolution comes, or would you be in the peasantry eating dirt for twenty years until the revolution comes? What you don't would, have to answer I, that. What would I, what would I say? I'd I be on social media, or would <laughs> I? <laughs> Which, yeah. That's the whole thing. I was like, oh, would you? Would you have fought? Would you have? You know, if you're you're in that's the hypothetical. If you're a German in in, in World War Two, do you stand up? You know, do you stand up and do you, do you hide Jews in your basement or do you, or do you snitch? And people don't know. <laughs> people do, people say they know, and people. But you, once you once you're in that situation, you've got no idea. Yeah, I think. 
it's worth practicing being inconvenient. I'm very bad at it. I don't like conflict, but it's worth practicing saying no when yep. other people say yes or going, oh, I'm not part of this. I don't want mm. any bit of this. Or just like I said, it's worth just, just practicing in small ways. Understanding that that everything is more nuanced. That everything is everything is complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are in Nazi Germany, you don't go to the Jews and go, oh, I'm on your side. Yeah. You... You do it surreptitiously. <laughs> stand up to the Nazis. That's the fight. Yeah. You don't get to just go, ooh, virtue signaling. Mm, 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 I'm mm. on your side. You yeah, have to yeah. actually do something. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for talking to me. That's all right. Where can people <laughs> find you online? I'm all tired now. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Dumpling. Like I said, I don't have a huge online presence, but... Um, oh, what can you what can you what can you do? What Are you can on you LinkedIn? See? My dad was like, I don't know where I am online. <laughs> <laughs> My dad wouldn't know either. Well, he's nowhere, I don't think. But me, you, <laughs> the old me. Um, I have a. I do a bit of music. I, 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 have, a, I have a I have a pop act called Huntington. You can find that on YouTube.com/slash We Are Huntington. There's a there's a couple of videos up on there. I do silly covers and also serious songs. Um, I have released a board game in the last two months. It's called Jolly and Roger. It's available in German and English. Uh, and if you want that, it, that's, that's, a, that's a little two-player game. That's, that's a fun game for two people to play. Um, what else? Uh, oh, if you, if you can speak German, I host a TV show in Germany called Humbug, which is a, a quiz show about words. Um, that's online as well. Just look up Tide or Tide, Humbug. And that's probably about that's probably about all you'll get from me. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Twitter. I'm not an Instagram. I'm not any of that. <laughs> well, if you want to send Scott a message directly, hit me up on Twitter at alliterative a l i t e r a t i v e, or on my email address alicerfraser at gmail dot com, and I'll pass the message on. You're going to spell it like a pirate now <laughs> if you say it like that. That's an, that's <laughs> the thing that I started doing when I was in America because they R. don't they don't hear r. Yeah. They just think. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Ah. They don't. Alice A H phrase. So I started hitting my R's hard, and I know I have American listeners. So I, I Alice R Fraser. They're like, "What do you? What do you mean? I don't understand." Alice R. What a name. So it's, a, it's a habit that I have now. Yeah. There is a very cute baby over there. I'm going to go and look at it for a bit. Okay. You have you, you do that. Monday morning when she comes in, she 